everyone. Welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. All right, Melissa. So given my uh, hobbies. <laughs> Which ones? Which ones? The- cl- climbing and flying. Yeah. Um which are, uh, by some accounts, like risky activities, mm-hmm. right? We've kind of talked about, yeah, uh, about like the risk of those, and um, I often talk about like separating risk into two categories, right? Which is mm-hmm. likelihood that something's going to happen mm-hmm. and the consequence of that thing, right? Um, yeah, and so I tend to engage in these activities that are low likelihood that something bad is going to happen, <clears throat> yeah. but high consequence right yeah one of the things that i don't know i do (laughs) to Mm -hmm. like understand that better is read accident reports well i think before you do that you should explain what you mean again because i that's that's such a good um um juxtaposed position what i mean by risk yeah, like when you say you you categorize it into two categories, oh, I think yeah. you should just quickly reframe that because it's been quite a while since we've talked okay. about that. So <clears throat> this idea that when we talk, when someone talks about risk, I believe they're mm-hmm. talking about two separate things. They're talking about the likelihood that something is going to happen mm-hmm. and then the consequence of that thing. So mm-hmm. an example would be like, imagine you're walking on the curb on the side mm-hmm. of the road. You're kind of yep. like balancing on the curb. Yep. Um, and walking like one foot in front of the other, um, the likelihood that you're going to fall off the curb, mm-hmm. pretty high, right? Pretty like high. it's hard to balance on the curb, right? Especially so you if you've had a margarita right? <laughs> and you fall off, you fall yeah. off the curb. Well, the right. consequence of falling off the curb isn't bad. Like, right. right? right. Like, oh, oops, exactly. I kind of stumbled a little bit. Yeah. Um, worst case, maybe you sprain your ankle, but that's right. probably unlikely. So the consequence yeah. is not real high. Right. However, in something like aviation, mm-hmm. like the mm. likelihood that a an accident happens while yep. flying is very low. Statistically, very, very low. It's a very rare occurrence. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> However, the consequence of that thing happening, yeah. very high, often yeah. death. Yes. Right? Same yeah. with rock climbing. Occurrence yeah. of an incident, very, very low. Mm. Uh, the the consequence of that is is usually fatal. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> I feel nervous now. <laughs> just even well, having this conversation, I feel my anxiety just ticked up a little bit. Yeah. So, like, okay. So I like there's a mm. the American Alpine Association every year publishes a report of all the climbing accidents. Mm. Oh, and then you go that. read through all the climbing accidents. Like, how did these climbing accidents happen? Mm. Right? So you can mm-hmm. actually learn from the negative, right? Mm. Which okay. I think is a really important thing. Yeah. Just in I general, even in life, like learn from failures, yes. learn from other people's failures. I agree. It's right? really the only true way that I think deep learning happens quickly, succinctly, yeah. and, and long term. Yep. Yeah. So same with 
aviation accidents, mm-hmm. um, the the NTSB and the FAA f- you know, publish reports on every aviation accident that's ever happened. I know what the FAA is. What is the NT? What did you say? It's it was? the National tr- NTSB, National Transportation. Oh, Security, security Bureau or something. something yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I was just curious. Well, okay. So, uh, so there was an aviation accident. So the min- it's summer. Lots mm-hmm. of people are flying, and yeah, there's aviation accidents happening, right? Mm-hmm. So, as a pilot, like I'm sort of very in tune with with watching those, right? Yeah, and especially like people with friends and family who know I fly. Every time oh, there's yeah. an accident, they're like, "Hey, JJ, did you hear about this accident?" Yeah, um, especially yeah, the yeah. ones that are close to home. Yeah, there was a there was a recent aviation accident mm-hmm. that was very close to home that yeah. like really kind of affected me because um, the uh, the pilot was my age, had three kids just like I do, mm-hmm. um, and flew out of the same airport, right? Mm-hmm. So very. Mm-hmm very close and yeah um and you knew him you i kind of knew him it's, it was kind of yeah. like mm-hmm. in in my circle <laughs> yeah through process of association yeah 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 a couple like a a degree removed but certainly like um pretty pretty close so um so really the question with some of these aviation accidents right is what happened now mm-hmm. a uh, a minority very few aviation accidents happen because of a failure of the airplane yeah i didn't know that right structural failure engine failure none of those Mm. things like those are very very rare very rare um the idea the idea that like the plane would structurally break in some way Mm -hmm. almost never happens Hmm. almost all of the aviation accidents are are pilot error Right. Our human error, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. and it's a it they're they're a result of usually like a series of bad decisions. Okay, they call mm-hmm. it like compounding, compounding decision making, which is like, mm-hmm. hey, I did decide to do one thing, and then something kind of didn't quite. It wasn't catastrophic, but something kind of didn't work out quite right, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then another kind of bad thing happened, and then just like a few things in a row, a few bad decisions in a row. Yep. And boom, there's the accident, right? Yeah. So recently, um, there there was an accident that, um, like, indications would show that it was pilot error because um, there's a, a pilot in an aircraft, in actually a seaplane, yeah. um, that uh, ended up hit, hitting the water, um, mm-hmm. hit, the wing hit the water, the plane flipped mm-hmm. around. And it was like a fatal accident. Um, oh, very tragic. Very, very, very tragic. Very tragic. I'm sorry. This is such a hard conversation, and I appreciate how you are being very um, objective in the storytelling because I know this has got a lot of emotion behind it. So, yeah, and you know, frankly, uh, the the pilot that that died was my was my buddy's friend, right? Yeah. So, and yeah. when I uh, yeah. talked to him about this accident. You yeah. know, he's a very stoic guy, and he was pretty emotional yeah. about it, which has right. really caught yeah, me, it, really yeah. caught me off guard. Um, right, which made it right. made it really um, have much more. Imp- I think more important to really kind of understand or learn yeah. from it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, the the pilot's flying the airplane. It's a seaplane flying low over the lake, mm-hmm. right? The plane was not in a landing configuration, so it was not intended to land. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They banked, caught the wing, mm-hmm. and the whole oh. airplane toppled. Wow. Um, awful. Very bad. Absolutely <clears throat> awful. Awful. So, um, obviously, we don't want to, you know, talk bad about someone who passed no, away because this is a tra- this is tragic for the family yes, and, and and everything but what it really started getting me thinking about mm-hmm. was um was the idea of like confidence right yeah. because um there's a lot of times where confidence is a really great virtue yes right? yes right it's uh or the lack of confidence actually holds you back. You know, you, you, uh-huh. lots oh, of, yes. you see a lot of times where people yep. clearly don't meet, don't kind of get to their mm-hmm. full potential. Yes. Because of lack yep. of confidence. You're like, hey, you have the ability, you're yep. competent, like totally. everything. You just yeah. don't have enough you confidence. You see it all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see that all the time. Mm-hmm. But there's a line where mm-hmm. confidence becomes overconfidence. Yep. And you you move into an area where um, maybe a you're... A danger zone. Yeah, you're doing things that are maybe outside your ability because you have too much confidence. Yeah. And there's a very sharp edge right there. Right. Right. Yeah. Eh, yes, I agree. And, you know, it's funny um, because I think that little line that you're talking about or that sharp edge, as you call it, holds so many consequences mm-hmm. you know um emotional mental physical there's so many consequences to being overly confident about something yeah and to me it's it's hard it's hard to it's hard to find like mm-hmm. the the problem with the the confidence edge is yeah. how do you find it yeah right you can test i mean clearly right you can test it um, and there's other things like in our culture uh, that that I think are interesting. Like, have you ever heard the phrase "fortune favors the bold"? Yes, it's a very mm-hmm. common sort of business mm-hmm. entrepreneur yep. thing. Yeah, you know? and, and it, the mm-hmm. the idea is it's like, hey, actually, put your feelings away, just go. Well, yeah, yeah, right. Like, like, um, again, that lack of confidence. Um, isn't sometimes isn't isn't the thing that will get you to your potential. So if you kind of overcompensate, fake it to your make it is also another kind of phrase that's a little I, bit, I but you hate, hate that, that phrase. phrase. <laughs> I hate that phrase. Have I mentioned that in the past? <sighs> so this idea that we kind of like, in some ways, like celebrate people who are very confident, very bold. Confidence is a very like attractive quality. I know it is. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It's very attractive for people. Yeah, I. it is It is very, you know, I hadn't considered it on this. It's almost like a continuum. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, a, it's, it's like I always say that, that every topic is two topics. It's the absence of it and it's the abundance of it. And they're each on the same stick, just on co- completely opposite ends. Yeah, right. You know, and that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. right here. Yep. The other, the other thing is... Uh, 
the where does that come from that that old like you f- you flew too close to the sun mm-hmm. what is mm-hmm. icarus yeah. is that icarus what is what yeah what old yeah. fable uh-huh. is that i don't know but you're right <laughs> <laughs> i'm a future thinking person jj <laughs> i can't pull these quotes out uh but that idea like again you know Fortune favors the bold, fine, yeah. you know, or you flew yeah. too close to the sun and you got burned, right? That'd right. be like an example of like, hey, you're kind of overconfident or you're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you're, you're shooting for too much and you failed, right? Yeah. So don't fly so close to the sun. Well, yeah. it's hard to judge where mm-hmm. the sun is, where where the limit is. Yeah. Um, and sometimes finding out where that limit is has pretty negative effects. You know what I was just thinking about, like, as we're just kind of playing with this playing with this edge playing with this mm-hmm. sort of stick finding the balance in that between the on one end being completely lacking confidence on the other having an abundance too too much mm-hmm. of an abundance of it you know how do you how do you personally gauge what how do you personally gauge when you're in your sweet spot of working to master something mm-hmm. um because because there's things that are involved, things that have to happen in order for you to gain mastery of something, you know, gain gain some confidence. There has to be a um, some level of investment and practice. And then at what point do you have mastery? How do you know you have mastery? And then when does it? And is it have nothing to do with your skill set and have everything to do with <laughs> abundant supply of ego? Like, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Ego is all wrapped in there. Right. Because yeah. like mm-hmm. you, your ego wants to be the best, right? Yeah. It feels great to be the, the best at something or like your know that you're the master of something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. That feels great. Yeah. 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 I, 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 um, I, I just find this sort of a fascinating topic to be thinking about. And, and um, I just, I very gingerly want to be in this conversation just based on this story that you're talking about because it, it, it does place us really squarely in the conversation. And I want to make sure that we are sounding conver- like we're really truly having this conversation and we're not judging. Oh, yeah. No, you know? certainly like, you know, at, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't, no one's, no one's going to know what happened inside that right. cockpit. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not really about that particular incident. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. the idea that that incident yeah, really it. got me thinking about like, could, could that accident have come from overconfidence? Right. It certainly yeah. could have. Now yeah. it could have been a medical issue. No one's totally. ever going to know that. Right. Um, but, but as a pilot, I think, okay, would I got to make sure I'm leaving my ego mm-hmm. like outside the cockpit mm-hmm. that I have that, that anything that I think is like um, cool or fun or exciting or like showy or any mm-hmm. sort of activity that would feed into my ego is left mm-hmm. outside that cockpit because there's no room in the cockpit for that kind of... Right. Right. Uh, that kind of mentality, that kind of right. thinking, because it leads to things like accidents. And, and there's plenty of other aviation accidents that that 
are a result of, hey, I thought I, I was confident. I thought I could go into the situation. Turns out you can't. Turns out you yeah. outstripped your, your competency. Um, yeah. Or you literally went into a straight up dangerous, you know, weather condition mm -hmm. or some other whatever. whatever. Um, hmm. And I think that I, but what's really interesting to me is can we think about times in our lives where yeah. we yeah. were overconfident and it bit yeah. us? <laughs> yeah, or for sure. We were severely underconfident and it bit us because, because frankly, a, a lack of confidence <clears throat> is mm -hmm. also can also hurt you. Um, yes, and also be dangerous. Absolutely. In both my activities, flying and climbing, lack of confidence is almost just as dangerous as mm -hmm. overconfidence because yes yeah like if you're climbing something and you get to a hard spot mm -hmm. and you don't have the confidence to navigate through it yeah well, in many cases you can't get yourself out of that spot without a very dangerous fall right. so getting yourself into this mindset of like hey i can do it i'm moving through this section i mm -hmm. i'm capable and kind of psyching yourself up yeah. <laughs> in confidence to move through a dangerous section um, is more safe. <laughs> How many Hollywood movies get your adrenaline going with exactly this moment mm. of someone reaching a point of physical oh, yeah. whatever yep. and then stopping and feeling complete fear and yep. shutting down and the and it just causes adrenaline in the theater to yeah. go through the roof when you see somebody at peril because they have suddenly lost their confidence or they are in a can't turn back situation. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's like the that's like a favorite human condition, yeah. right? I I hate that feeling to be honest. <laughs> but you know, it is. Oh man. You know what you're making me realize is I think I personally really like that uh, adrenaline like, I like junkie feeling that scenario. Is that oh. what an adrenaline junkie is? No, maybe. Maybe that's a what little. it is. <laughs> maybe a little. Well, I, you know, as funny as is, is that um, I was reflecting as you were talking about the scenario and you were saying how, you know, you have to leave your ego mm -hmm. out. What you said was so interesting. You said, I have to leave my ego out of the cockpit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what a great phrase for life. Yeah. You know, because like I was just, I was just thinking about there have been times and situations where in my professional career, I'm asked to be. Uh, I'm asked to be someone that can be counted on for an for an opinion, mm -hmm. you know, um, and it could be something I've been asked the same question twenty, you know, for twenty years, mm -hmm. and um, it would be easy to just bundle my ego with me in my cockpit mm -hmm. um, and go on autopilot and um, and let ego sort of sprint ahead of the case and like sound like, Oh, you know, yeah, like, Oh, I've I know had, I know exactly yeah, what to do here. Oh, yeah. I've had this happen a yeah. hundred times and here we I go. don't even have to think yeah. about it. Um, but even in the, even in the experience, even in that connection experience with people, if I, if I leave my ego out of the cockpit, um, it's just so much richer of an experience. Mm -hmm. It allows so much deeper and real, um, transformation to occur. Yeah. And I just think like that's sort of the key we're talking about. It's like, how do you create in yourself transformational mastery mm. without um, 
toppling in down the stairs of overconfidence. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like to me that's what we're playing with. We're playing with transformational mastery. Yeah, yeah. The the other transition you're talking about that that is coming up is this idea that once you maybe do master a subject or you're you're top of your game on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That really that has a that really feeds into your ego. That's yeah, like I think you're right. That's like ego food, right? Like <laughs> it's like a goldfish food. <laughs> <laughs> but once yeah. you get there, it you can very easily be like, "Yep, I'm number one. I'm the rock yeah. star." And that yeah. is such a that's another kind of dangerous cycle or place to be. Yeah. Or 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 even worse, do you take that feeling and then you get bored? Mm. And then your guard goes down mm-hmm. and you're no longer focusing on the little things that keep you at the top of your game well, because your ego says you don't need to. Yeah, not not only that happens individually, but we see that happen with companies, right? Market leader, yeah. market leading oh, yeah. companies get crushed yep. all the time because uh-huh. they get too complacent, right? Yep. They let their guard down. They think, oh, no one can touch us. Uh-huh. And boom, a little upstart comes and eats their yeah. lunch. Kind of like the uh, current Twitter versus Threads conversation happening <laughs> yeah, we'll right see. now, right? We'll see how, <laughs> how that plays out. <laughs> it's like the ego of no one could ever replace me. Watch this. <laughs> 100,000 signups the we, first day let's not, in the Let's not have a pod about Elon Musk's <laughs> ego. Okay, but take up the whole too, time. It's too big. Yeah, well, we need too many. Fit. Yeah, it won't fit in our <laughs> in our podcast. But hang on a second, like that is such a good example well, of overconfidence. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, just a sidebar on Elon Musk. There is yeah, a guy who's sidebar. made who is like the richest man <laughs> on the planet because he comes. He is so confident in yeah. what he says all the time. I know that look what it turned into. I mean, it turns into an electric car company yeah. and a space company and, you know, whatever, buying yeah. Twitter and all the other weird things he's into. Um, <laughs> but that would be an example of like, can you actually use confidence mm-hmm. as like to your advantage? I think the answer yeah. is yes. Mm-hmm. Now, he might have got. A little overconfident in his little over his skis. forty billion dollar acquisition of Twitter, <laughs> um, uh, and that's you know likely not going to work out for him. But right, right. Uh, there's an interesting case study in a very high yeah. profile character that that uses yeah. confidence in in as a as a, as tool. a tool. Yep, or a weapon. See again, there's that's that true. line. Right? There's the line again. It's just so interesting. And you start thinking about just everyday scenarios about being confident. Yep. And this and we're all we you know, we always are talking about how to boost confidence. We 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 spend a lot of time on the lacking end of that stick, you know, trying to bring everybody up to this level of, you know, feel Mm -hmm. good, try it, go for it, you can do it. You know, we like how many gazillion memes are out there on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram constantly trying to bolster people's confidence. I wonder if there's like a statistic around like because what, what's your hunt? What's like? What's your gut? Do you think more people are underconfident or overconfident? A hundred percent under. Under. Yeah. So it's kind of like human nature 
to be underconfident or less confident. Yeah. That's a, that's think, really interesting. I wonder why that is. It? Well, I think it goes all the way back to what you always talk about as the cavemen. Mm. You know, it's like we're, you know, we're human beings are, are tribal yeah. beings. Yeah. And if you have overconfidence, too much overconfidence, and everybody did, there would be no tribe. Yeah, right. It's kind of like the alpha, like the yeah. alpha male sort of thing, right? Yeah, what, it's and the eagle. What we uh-huh. we do like, though, what we do like as as a tribe is we do like pushing people up on that pedestal. Yeah. I yeah, mean, look at do. all of the you know famous actors, sports stars, big personalities. We yeah. like pushing those people up on the pedestal, and we like we stoking sure up their ego and the confidence to. To almost mm-hmm. watch, like as yes. entertainment, like a voyeur, how yeah. like how close to the sun can they get without getting uh-huh. burned, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that's that's kind of uh, interesting behavior. <laughs> yeah, because we do kind of laud it until it goes overboard, right? And there's that edge again. Oh, it's and like, we love watching it go overboard too. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Why do you? How many, why do we even have like how many <laughs> the ho- cancel culture's real? Right? And how many Hollywood stars like we push up and 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 put on a pedestal yeah. and then we watch their uh-huh. like life topple over in some <laughs> dramatic way, and everyone's like super fascinated. I knew it. Yeah. See, look at that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's very interesting to think about this little line between because I think you know what as we're building confidence, I think we do. You're right. We love. We love the feeling of confidence. We love watching other people mm-hmm. in the feeling of confidence. We love that. But then if ego takes over and pushes that overconfidence just one little bit one too One little far, bit, yeah. We hate it. I mean, it's not even like just a little discredit. It is like straight up flip a switch and you oh, hate yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Other people hate it. Yep. Yeah. It feels yeah. good to the person, though. Like, Yeah. Right? Unless they're just not aware. Like... Well, no, I think some of them are very aware. Yeah, it's just interesting to think about. We just don't think about overconfidence very much. We spend all of our topics around confidence. It feels like the majority of them anyway, talking about how to become more, Yeah. how to become more confident. Yep. It's okay. You already know this, like convincing well, people that they should feel more confident based on who they are or yeah. what their skills are or whatever. So really, it really comes back to me, the question of how do you actually test your limits now i'm not saying in this sort of extreme sport way like i don't i'm not advocating hey someone should test the limit until they you know have a fatal accident right um but Hmm. but but really like you you don't so many people don't know what their potential Mm -hmm. is Yes. And agreed. I think it's way, way, way higher than the average person thinks. I agree. I think they're I, I agree each individual, each one of us has so much more potential in us. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to explore or or push towards the upper boundary of that. Because it's scary. Like sometimes it gets real scary as mm-hmm. you start getting into where your upper limit of whatever you're working on is yeah because yeah like again the 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 risk feels like it goes higher like the consequence feels higher right yeah. the the whatever the the bigger clients i'm working on the more 
the 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 bigger contracts, right? All of this, you're starting to push your mm-hmm. upper limit of maybe something in your career. Feels scary yeah. because if one of those fails, yeah, big hit to your ego. Might yep, be a it's big gonna look bad. And mm-hmm. might be a big hit to your pocketbook. There's book, a failure, uh-huh. right? <clears throat> Doesn't look yeah. good for your career. Yeah. So we stay more conservative yeah. than our potential. Yeah, I feel like the the well, I, and this is my what comes up for me when you ask that question. What I feel like it, the answer is is um, just trying something to increase your mastery with curiosity mm-hmm. not with not with ex, not with high judgment mm-hmm. i mean there can even be expectation and curiosity i think that that's really healthy like i don't know if i can but i'll be open to the experience like wouldn't that be cool mm-hmm. if you know like that 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 i think is a really good feeling behind trying to increase your mastery on anything yep. i think when you're getting into a little bit of trouble it's when you start to judge yourself and compete mm in a way that's a pass or fail mm-hmm. to increase your margin. Yep. When you go into that strong self-judgment trying to get better, you're going to take risks that are not appropriate. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to take risks that are at bare minimum will cause you to fall less than what you mm. started with. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe through your own emotion or your sense of loss or fear or whatever. Yep. Yeah, it's very interesting. So another way, another great way to start testing your limit yeah. on different activities, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. um, is find someone who is more experienced than you. That's really good. Right? So a mentor in aviation or a and climbing, I do this all the time. Go mm-hmm. climb with someone who's way better than me. Mm-hmm. And so that means we can go climb at a high level because we're conf- confident that yeah. it's safe. But yeah. it's pushing my limit, not their yeah. limit. <laughs> Same with You've flying. always done that with tennis. You've done that with tennis, tennis too. I always try to play. I My tennis rule is be the worst person on the court. Yep, exactly. So mm-hmm. that, that means I can always test my limit. <laughs> um, and I'm not, you know. So it's, for me, that's fun. Same with aviation. It's always like, hey, if you're not feeling confident in an area or you want to go try something new, go with an instructor. Mm-hmm. Because yep. they they're comfortable in that situation, you're not. It starts testing your limit. Yeah, um, under the mastery of someone mm-hmm. else. And I think we can do yeah. that at work. Um, yeah. I think we can do that I in do our too. personal That's life really too. I think we can come mm-hmm. alongside people who um, yeah. maybe are uh, at a different point on their you know self awareness journey, right? Right. Come mm-hmm. alongside them, and then we can start testing. www.selfawarenessjourney.com. Like... <laughs> testing like hey can we also be in that same like emotional or spiritual space as this person mm-hmm. oh we i can be you know and i right. and maybe you can right. work what a surprise. through that like, yeah with yeah. with them yeah yeah so. all right well, i'm very very Confidence. sorry about i'm very sorry to hear that story um but i think that this has been a really interesting conversation did you enjoy this episode Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey, and there's always further to go. And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers.